Tonight is uh, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, as we know. So, just some thoughts on the Yantav Hanukkah and the month, and the current events. What's going on? So it says in the parsha, Kol Kol Yaakov Yadaim De'esav, that Yaakov Vinu was disguised and wanted the bracha from his father Yitzchak Avinu. So, Esav was very hairy. So, Yaakov wore his begadim. And Yitzchak, who couldn't see, says, I understand the sound, the voice of the kol kol Yaakov, but you're dying to Esav. But you feel, you feel like Esav. And Farshmal explained that this is the Nechama between Yaakov and Esav, between us and the enemies, that we fight through our kol kol Yaakov, we fight through our voice. We fight through Kol Torah, we fight through Kol Tefillah. And the Esav and Yishmal as well fight through Yadaim, through, through fighting, through killing. Now, obviously, Am Yisrael needs to fight also. The Mechama of Chashmanoyim, the Mechama of Yushu Benun, the Mechama of David Melech. Of course, we need to fight also physically, but the Iker is the Kol, the Kol, the Kol, kol Yaakov, the Kol Tefillah, the Kol Torah. The deep Yisod. Svarim talk about there's a Shem Hashem a 42 letter Shem Hashem which is the, the Mem Beis 42 letter Shem Hashem and this Shem Hashem if it's triggered is the way to bring about a Geula it's the way the Purim story the way the Hanukkah story was through Mem Beis through every nace was through the Mem Beis name of Hashem Maisabratius stands for Mem Beis Maisabratius Hussein Shema Vidibarta Bum Bum is Beis Mem to speak a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah. We debar to Bum. Hakolko Yaakov speaking a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah is the, brings about the Mem Beis, this this name of Hashem. So Bum, Beis Mem, that letter and forty-two letter name of Hashem corresponds to the first letter of Torah Vechsav, which is a Beis. The first letter of Torah Shabbat which is a Mem, the Emasai. Debar to Bum by learning a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah by the Kol Torah. That triggers the 42-letter name of Hashem. That brings about a Geula, that brings about a Yeshua. That's what my Sabratius. But also, this Svarim point out, Bnei Sashem particularly points out, it's also not only the Kol Torah of Vidibar Tabam, it's also the Kol Tefillah. Tefillah as well. That's why in Tefillah, in Al-Hanisim, we say in Hanukkah, we say, Bimei Matis Yehu, Beis Mem, Bimei Matis Yehu, that same Vidibarta Bum speaking through Tfila. And Purim you'll say Bimei Mordechai also Bezmem. So the Vidibarta Bum both through Kol Torah and through Kol Tfila, we're able to trigger the Membez. Of course you need uh, all the other fighting, the rallies, but the Torah that the learning in the Yeshiva, the davening in the Yeshiva, that brings about the Gula that we very much need right now. But there's also another element of what it means kol, a kol kol Yaakov. The Pashup Shat and the Psukim, what's describing, is not referring to Yaakov davening, not Yaakov learning. It's referring to the way Yaakov spoke. And the reason why Yitzhak was so confused is because Rashi points out that Yaakov says, could you please, kachna, please take, please stand up. Yaakov used languages of excuse me and thank you and you're welcome, things that Esav doesn't use. A nice way to speak like a mensch, like a yid. The way a person speaks one to another. 
I want to speak a bit about Kol uh, Yaakov in terms of conversations, in terms of uh, how people get along with each other, how you talk, you converse. You know, in the Hebrew language, there's no such word as hello. There's no word as goodbye. It doesn't exist. Everything in the Lashon HaKodesh is always with a bracha. Bruchim Habayim. Welcome. The Bruchim Habayim. Shalom Aleichem. You should be bestowed a bless. The bracha of Shalom should be bestowed upon you. When a person uh, says farewell, it's shalom. You should be blessed with a shalom. There's no hello. There's no, there's no goodbye. It's always, every conversation begins with a bracha. And every conversation ends with a bracha. It's a kacha bracha. The kacha bracha. And we see that kacha bracha when you talk with each other. The kacha bracha comes from kohanim. And the kohanim have the kacha bracha. So we're not kohanim, but uh, we have a birchas hediot at least. At least a birchas hediot to say shalom aleichem to someone. To say ruchem abayim to someone. So the, the kacha bracha comes, it says in Parshish Nasa by the Kohanim, it says, Chosavarchu. Chosavarchu is a chafei. Chosavarchu. This is Aishin Vibracha. The chafei. Those letters, it's come up many places throughout Chumash, and you'll see. It's a reference to the Koach Abracha, chafei. The, the word Kohen starts with chafei. Chafei nun, chafei. That's the Kohen. And so, coincidence that Hanukkah is in chafei Kislev, it begins. Chafei Kislev, and Hanukkah was... A mitzvah performed uh, both the Neitz Hanukkah of the Ner and the Muhammad was Ayyidei Hashmanayim, the Kohanim. So Hanukkah is really a celebration of Kohanim and the Kachabrach of Kohanim, Chafhe. So, what is the significance of the, le- the, the number Chafhe? So, most of us are familiar with that the number seven represents Teva, and eight is Lamalamna Teva. The seven days a week, that's Teva, and that's eight is above, outside the, the world of Teva. So too, 24 represents Teva. Right? There's 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So 25 is to 24, what 8 is to 7. 24-7 is Teva. 25-8, if you will, is the Malamana Teva. So that's why Hanukkah is on the 25th day for 8 days. It's Malamana Teva Hanukkah. So what a bracha does, the bracha has the ability to take a person from 24 to 25, to, to bring them up a level. Maral has a gematria that the gematria of Kohen is 75, which is in between 7 and 8. You can also to 70, 80 is the same thing. 7, 70, 700 is the same idea. 8, 80, 80, 100 is the same thing. So 75 is like 7.5. So between 7 and 5, Kohanim take one from 7 to 8, they're their bridge. So also, Kohanim are the bridge from 24 to 25, the same concept. So that's the celebration of Hanukkah, and that's what it means when you give a bracha to someone, a bruchim ha-boyim, a shamalechim, a tzayzchim you're giving them a bracha of going above, l'malam That's how every conversation begins. I share mice, which I, I believe I shared last year, but there's a few new guys, and even for the old guys, to repeat the story, there's a great mice uh, that Rehoi Yashiv used to work. He wasn't an actuary. But he worked as a dying in a Bezdin in, in, in Eretz Israel, And uh, not really work, but he was taking a paycheck from the, the government. And there were some uh, individuals in the Meresham area who were not very pleased with Rav Yashiv because it was a political statement. If he took money from the Medina, that meant he, he approved the Medina. It was a, I'm not here to discuss politics, but they were not very happy and pleased with Rav Yashiv that he was taking a paycheck from the, the Medina. 
So one day, Rabbi Yash is walking home from work. And as he's walking, an individual comes up to him and decides to, to egg him, throw eggs at Rabbi Yashif. And he threw three eggs at Rabbi Yashif. Rabbi Yashif, of course, who knew everything, simple Gemara and Halacha that a Tamil Chacham shouldn't walk in the Shuk if you're dirty. So he stopped. He stopped walking. He was a Tamil Chacham, he knew. He was dirty. So he stopped walking and uh, began cleaning off the eggs, the eggshells. And the uh, man was staring at Rabbi Yashif in this disgrace. Now at that point, if I stopped the story, try to imagine what you would do. So in my mind, there are three options. Either you would tackle the guy, or maybe you'd share a few choice words with the guy, or you just uh, walk away in silence. I, I certainly wouldn't tackle the guy. Maybe other guys would have other... I would not tackle the guy. In my mind, it would be saying something or walking away. I'd probably walk away. Now, when you are a great tzaddik of Yashiv, you think well beyond those three options I just gave you. Rabbi Yashiv decided to give the man a bracha. Now, if I stop the story there, that would be godless. That is godless. He gave the guy a bracha. A guy eggs you and you say, you should be zocha to whatever bracha he gave. So that, that would have been a great ma'isa. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yashiv, the bracha he gave was an incredible bracha. What was the bracha he gave? Rabbi Yashiv understood if this guy at 3 o'clock in the afternoon has nothing better to do than to egg an old man walking in the street, obviously the guy's got too much time on his hand. So Rabbi Yashiv gave him the bracha that I give you a bracha that you should be too busy to ever do this again. Stop there. Great story. Great bracha. He gave a bracha and the bracha, bracha was clever. It was a clever bracha. I could stop the story there and it would be over a fantastic story about a great sad. But this individual had been married for many, many years and not zochah to children. The next year, he was zochah to triplets. Three eggs turned into three children. That's godless of a bracha. That's godless of a bracha. So that's the koach bracha. That's how every conversation begins and every conversation ends, a bracha to someone else. Well, let's talk a little bit what goes in between the brachas. What's the conversation about? I mentioned last week a little bit what conversation should be about. I want to focus on one particular element of conversation. When you talk to a friend, when you talk to a parent, talk to whomever you encounter, to be positive. To say a nice word. To give a compliment to Yona and the delicious uh, poppers. I hope there's some left. I'm taking seconds. To say thank you to... Akiva, who else is bringing out the food? To say thank you, whoever is helping out in anything. To say thank you, but I want to focus on what does it mean to compliment someone. There are two yesodos in giving a compliment. One yesod is be very specific. I could say to Yona, I'm sorry that you, you're tonight, you're not Yona, but I could just say thank you for the food. Or I could say, the flavor was so delicious. It was cooked perfectly. However you want to describe the food. I'm not... To be specific. The second episode, and this is very important as we're trying to help you not only learn, but also to be good husbands and fathers at the right time, it's Hashem, to know. We should have a schmooze at some point about the different languages of love. It's very, very important. Maybe this is a good chance, maybe the next few weeks, we can talk about that, I wonder. 
But the other yesod in giving a compliment is not only being specific, but how to. So we're all learning Yeshiva Baruch Hashem, and we learn our lamdus in Yeshiva. So there's a Chakira, the, the most famous Chakira to raise is a Chefzer Gavra Chakira. Is it a din of the Chefzer, din of the Gavra? Is it a din of the object or is it a din of the person? Fine, I'm not going to lump this here, but there's lump this in Mitos also. So let me explain to you. I could say to Yona that Yona, this food is delicious. Or I could say, Yona, you are an incredible chef. Ezra makes a fantastic potato cook. I said, Ezra, this potato cook is delicious. Or I could say, Ezra, you are a great cook. They'll say, where did Davin? I could say, uh, he Davin, a a great niggin you picked, a beautiful niggin you picked. Or I could say, wow, you're a great chazan. See the difference between the chefs and the gavra? Which is more impactful when you give the person a title, you call them something. It's good to say the food is good. It's good to say the niggin was good. It's good to say the kogel was good. It's good to say the dvar Torah is good. You can say, you're a tamal chacham. You're a ben Torah. You use titles, you give a person a shame as a gavra, it's a much, a much stronger, much more impactful. You're going to get married to Hashem at the right time and you're going to tell your wife, you could say to her, it's a very nice, a very pretty dress, or you could say, you look beautiful. The difference between the chefs and the gavra. You're going to tell the chicken soup tastes delicious, and you're going to say, you're an incredible chef, you're a great cook. So these are the esodos of compliments. So the conversations begin with the bracha, the end with the bracha, it should be full of just love and ava. I've been thinking a lot about, the, you know, a lot of letters have been going to Eretz Yisrael, to the soldiers there and giving a lot of chizik to them. So there's another, once marriage is coming up here, there's a Torah Shabbat Pen, Torah Shabbat in learning. There's also Torah Shabbat Sav and Torah Shabbat Peh when it comes to communication. Torah Shabbat Peh is in a conversation. You're speaking to each other. That's Torah Shabbat Peh. But there's also Torah Shabbat Sav. It's a bit of a lost art, but it's uh, Kedai to bring back the art of writing letters. Art of writing letters. Take a paper out and pen. It's such a hush of a thing. You know, generations of tzaddikim writing to each other, shalos and shuvas to each other. The art of writing a letter, it's, you know, you could sit down and put your thought in and, and contemplate. And then when you give it to the recipient, they, they, they feel so special. The fact that you put time in writing a letter. And then they read it, and then they're moved by it, and they could keep that forever. You know, with my kids, uh, I wish I did it every year, but one year I decided to write letters to them on uh, Rosh Hashanah, a very personal letter to each of my kids and left it by their bed. Something very personal about how proud I am of them and you know all their different strengths and different things that we're working on together. And once in a while, if uh, something happens with the children, so you have conversations, sometimes things, uh, you know, not every conversation goes as smooth as you want it to go. Sometimes you could accomplish in a letter what you can't ac- accomplish in a conversation. And just the other night, with one of my kids... We're talking about something. I felt I could express it better in a letter. Not that letter is not a cop out by any means. You know, texting is a cop out. That's not. Le- that's a different thing. That's a cop out. 
I mean, you know, but writing a letter is a different story. Take a paper and pen. You probably, guys don't probably know how to write properly. You guys grew up with computers, like how to write. I, I, I have terrible handwriting for myself, but like, but to, to write, you probably don't know how to spell either because you're so used to like the spell checks automatic. Like, <laughs> it's a. Uh, but to, to to write a letter to someone, to a parent, to a friend, and even if not if it's not shaykh now, means Hashem when you get married, to write a letter to, to your wife at the different stages. So that's Hakol Kol Yaakov. Hakol Kol Yaakov in the base measures, the base is the davening and the learning, and Hakol Kol Yaakov amongst friends. Give each other brachas. Give each other chizuk. Give each other compliments. That's that's what a Koko Yaakov means. So I finish off with the mice. Uh, I may have shared this last year. I don't remember. I can't remember what I shared where, but the Babacher Rebbe, when he was alive, uh, he received more mail every single day than any other private residence in the entire country. So he was busy opening envelopes. When was Hasidim thought he buy a nice present for the Rebbe, and he bought him an envelope opener. Put the envelope in, and it comes up and saves your time. You don't get rough fingers from it. So he gave it to the Shabbos of the Rebbe, and brought it into the desk. The Rebbe looks at this and says, what is this? What is this? So it's an envelope opener. You try it out. So he tried it out a little bit, and then he tells the Shabbos, I don't want to take it back. Tell the guy, thank you, but it's not for me. Why not? It's it's helpful, it's convenient, it's efficient. The rabbi says, it makes too much noise. It distracts me, it disrupts me. So he took it back. And the shamus gave it back to the to the, the one who gifted it to him. And he told him it was too too noisy for the rabbi. Okay, thank you so much. Now the man didn't give up. He thought there's such a such a chesed for the rabbi. He was like, Mamish convinced it was a great chesed for the rabbi. So he found the mechanic to spent a lot of money to fix it in such a way where it wouldn't make any more noise. It would still work without making any noise. So he fixes it, and sometime later he gives it back to the shamus. says, I fixed it, there's no noise. So the shamus puts it back in the Rebbe's desk. The Rebbe comes to his office and sees it, I told you to get rid of this, what did he bring it back for? He says, no. The guy fixes it, it doesn't make any sound. It's not going to distract the Rebbe, it's not going to disrupt the Rebbe, it's going to be perfect. The Rebbe said, listen, the real reason, real reason why I got rid of this machine is because different people seal the envelopes in different ways. Some people lick the envelope. Some people maybe lick their finger and then lick the envelope. Some people maybe put their finger in water and seal the envelope. And yet some people use their tears to seal the envelope. The Rebbe said, when I open up the envelopes with my finger, I could feel who's using their tears and who's not. I could feel and sense the emotions that are put through those letters, said the Rebbe. We don't know what this means. The Rebbe was on a different level. But what's being captured is that there's this feeling that's put into letters. It's the Torah Shibach of the Bein Adam L'chavera. So, we are starting a yantif, a month full of Kedusha, full of Ur. I know it's another 25 days till we get there, but the, the Kedusha's Hanukkah already begins now. There's an Ur there. There's a light of the Gula, the light of the Yeshua. 
So uh, I beg all of you in the Yeshiva and beyond that uh, we should strengthen every aspect of the Kol Kol Yaakov, to strengthen the Kol Torah. It should be a Kol Tvila. And it should be the Kol of the Brachas to each other and the Kol of the compliments to each other. We should be Zoha that the Membeis, the Vidibar Tabam, and the Bimei Matis Yahu, all that we should be Zoha. The Membeis, Shem Hashem, the Zoha, to the final Gula, the final Yeshua of the coming of the Sheikh, the Bias God Tzedek. Then here we amen, amen, we amen.